welcome to day 40 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've been working our way through Isaiah, and uh, you, you find both the hard edge of judgment and the tender edge of you know, God's gracious care for his people, his delight in his people, and his invitation to come to the mountain of the Lord to experience the glory of the Lord as a canopy over us that shelters us you know, by day and night. The image is so very rich, and the invitation is so very real. And you look at these invitations, and you wonder how could anybody possibly refuse such a gracious offer uh, from such a gracious you know, God and Creator. Uh, but there's something in us, uh, you know, that is, is bent on our own destruction. Uh, we would rather have what our hands can make and what our hands can produce. And, and we're finding out from Isaiah that that is chaos and disaster than the good things the Lord has for us because we'd rather be uh, the one enthroned in our lives rather than the one who says, I alone will be exalted in that day. So we continue this week uh, where we're going to, you know, just kind of a... Uh, uh, you know, spoiler alert, next week we're going to get to one of the most incredible passages in Isaiah, his call, where he sees the Lord high and lifted up and begins to see the magnificence of his beauty in a, in a way that completely undoes him. But but that's for next week. Uh, we'll do, uh, we'll finish out Isaiah 5 today. And uh, we provided Psalms for you to read you know, this weekend. And we hope you'll join the people of God uh, to worship him. Uh, you know, as a, as a gathered people rejoicing in God's presence uh, in your church, uh, Christ Church, uh, wherever it is that you fellowship uh, this weekend as well. Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for the beauty of it. We thank you for the depth of it. Uh, we thank you uh, for the cutting edge that sometimes finds its ways into the recesses of our life and reveals things that we don't want reveal, but we realize, Father, that is the one that holds the knife or holds the scalpel is a loving God who is for your glory and for our joy and for the good of those around us doing your work in us so that we may be restored. And Father, we, we look forward to your restoration. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Here is another long pronouncement of judgment, uh, and you can feel it. Uh, we begin uh, in chapter 5, verse 8. Woe to you, and house to house, and join field to field, till no space is left, and you live alone in the land. The Lord Almighty has declared in my hearing, Surely the great houses will become desolate to find mansions left without occupants. A ten-acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine, a homer of seed will yield only an ephah of grain. Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night till they're inflamed with wine. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, pipes and timbrels and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the works of his hand. Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. Therefore, death expands its jaws, opens wide its mouth, and to it will descend their nobles and their masses uh, with all their brawlers and their revelers. So people would be brought low and everyone humbled, the eyes of the arrogant humbled. But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice, and the holy God will be proved holy by his righteous acts. And sheep will graze as in their own pasture, lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. Woe to those who draw sin along with cords of deceit and wickedness as with cart ropes. To those who say, let God hurry, let him hasten his work so we may see it. The plan of the Holy One of Israel, let it approach, let it come into view so that we may know it. 
Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter uh, for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks, who acquire the guilt, uh, the guilty for a bribe, uh, but then have justice to the innocent. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw and as dry grass sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay and their flowers will blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, the Lord's anger will burn against his people. His hand is raised and he strikes them down. The mountains shake and the dead bodies are like refuse in the street. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. He lifts up a banner for the distant nations. He whistles for those at the ends of the earth. Here they come swiftly and speedily. Not one of them grows tired or stumbles. Not one slumbers or sleeps. Not a belt is loosened at the waist. Not a sandal strap is broken. Their arrows are sharp. All their bows are strong. Their horses' hooves seem like flint. The chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Uh, Their roar is like that of a lion. They roar like human lions. They growl as they seize their prey and carry it off uh, with no one to rescue. In that day, they will roar over it like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, there's only darkness and distress. Even the sun will be darkened uh, by the clouds. A stark picture of uh, of judgment. Uh, you know, a lot of this is figurative, but we don't need to... Uh, uh, and to kind of relax in the idea that it's figurative because it's a figure of something that's far more terrible, you know, than the images even talk of. And, uh, you know, uh, very rich language. You said you're drawing your sin along, you know, with cords of deceit. Uh, you know, it's just the idea of, uh, you know, you treasuring and pulling this thing along with you and wherever you go, it goes. And uh, it's not just that you have a bundle of sin, the cords wrapped around it or your own deceit. And you're a self-deceived, complacent people who have forgotten your God. And, you know, kind of at the heart of that, of all this, that we're reading, all the um, all the woes and the judgments, and what we see kind of at the heart of some of this, it talks about how it, it came because they've rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and have spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel and so, so much of this is just tied into a rejection of the word of God to kind of go against it, live in your own way and do your own thing. And this is the, the devastation that comes from that. And so just a, for me, even as I'm reading this, just an incredible reminder to keep the word of God central and and to keep it constant in, in my life um, and the need for that in, in my life. Along with that, in 12, it says they also have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the work of his hand, and lack understanding, and then therefore they will go into exile. And of course, that's what, you know, we, just to put ourselves in history, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly how God will judge his people. He will, uh, they've lived in the land, they've enjoyed, you know, the prosperity that the Lord has brought, the Lord has been patient with them. Over, you know, not just a number of years, but hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they've continued to turn away from him, to worship their own means, pursue their own ends, you know, in, in, in all of this. And, and they will be judged by being taken out of the land. It will be done so at the hands of foreign kings. And the Lord says, I'm just going to whistle, and, and, and they're going to come. And, and they're not going to get tired. They're not going to want to loosen their belts and relax. They're going to be bent on 
your destruction because you have looked to yourselves rather than looking to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've looked for your uh, you know, security and chariots and horses and fortified cities and, and in your wealth. And none of that will be able to rescue you. Yeah. It's one of the things about reading the prophets that's so difficult is it? <laughs> there's long sections that just make us so uncomfortable. And, and it's easy to read this. Almost in hyperbole, you know, hyperbole, and, and just think that like these are the worst of worst. So like, man, how bad was Israel? And yet, the, this is Cedar Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, or, or, or Leander. You live in Leander, don't you? No, it's just Cedar Park. Just oh, Cedar Park. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Leander's much better. Grandma, let's just go, Grandma. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, it's not like Israel was just so outrageous that you watch. It's like watching a movie, and you're like, well, that's not where I live. This is this. They would have claimed to be God's people, you know. We we bear God's name, and, and yet at the same time, Isaiah bringing the woe upon them. You have no regard for His name. You know, you have no regard for His deeds. You you don't take up His word, and you're living in Cedar Park and Leander. You know, you you yeah. sit behind your fortified houses, land to land, and no regard for the. And so it's just. I think it's one of those things. I read this and. It, it makes us uncomfortable because it it exposes our sin along with Israel's. No, we, you know we 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 like to live under the delusion that uh, you know we're, we're pretty good people, and uh, every good thing you know that we have we we deserve, and we don't deserve anything bad to happen to us. And it, our our worldview is completely twisted at that point. We're not we're not good people. We're rebels at heart, and the good things we have are graces. They're not you know things that we deserve. And, uh, you know, the bad things, you know, that happen to us are not nearly, you know, what, what our sins you know, have bought or purchased for us. Mm-hmm. So we've been rescued. You know, he describes you here that death expands its jaws, consume us. That's exactly what we've been rescued from in Christ, in, in, the, in the judgment. And it was like you were, you know, quoting you know, Ryan Kwan earlier in the week that it's terrible to go uh, before God. Uh, if you're not accompanied by Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what he's rescued us from, and this is what we're fully deserving. And it is a picture that it is hard to look at. And you usually, when you hear something that's hard, you usually think of someone else, this can't be me. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, I have a few little things, you know, that maybe need some work, and, and I have a few little attitudes that maybe not the best they could possibly be. Uh, but uh, every deceit is, is uh, the seed of even greater deceit. Every sin is a seed. No, sin of you know, the seed of even greater sin, and, and this is the picture of the sin running its full course and finally leading to judgment. And that's what's happening in the nation of Israel. So probably a good way to end you know such a strong you know, note of judgment would be to have uh, the sweet voice of Cindy mm-hmm. carry us out this week in a word of prayer. So why don't you uh, why don't you close with a word of prayer, Cindy? All of these words are hard, and, and they're, they fall in our hearts with great conviction. Um, Father, we want to be your people. We want to walk humbly with you. Um, Father, just do your work in our hearts that that may happen. Father, help us to acknowledge who you are and to give you all the glory and the worship and the honor. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.